Hello and welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan and of course joined by Ski hoy hoy. and Brent. Hi. And today we're going to be going over uh, Season 2, Episode 18, Forgive Me, Father. Oh, you're fine. Uh, we'll be doing our... Uh, <laughs> are you trying to indicate you're my father or that you're a priest yourself? Just your spiritual father. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a pretty good relationship with my dad overall, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I, I, I mean, you have some wisdom here and there that yeah. you know. I think I could certainly yeah. gain mm-hmm. some from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're definitely not as uh, racist as my dad has been in the past. Yeah. <laughs> as as my dad's, uh, I'm sure he probably still is just as uh, uh, racially insensitive at the very least. No, <laughs> no, just racist. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. He's not a, a white supremacist, at uh-huh. least not an organized member of any group. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, still has his amateur status. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> he's still trying to so pick he what team he's going to play for. But um, but anyways, but yeah, you'd certainly have plenty of great fatherly qualities. Um, so There's really nothing worse than a half-assed racist. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if, like if you're going to do I it. I think a whole-ass racist is worse. <laughs> go, um. go ahead and commit. You know, shave your head and get the hood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can. I, I definitely don't endorse that message. If you're on the fence, don't go full bore. Just stay on the fence. And, you know, listen. I'm going to recuse myself from this part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you're already racist. No, no. <laughs> He's got the shaved head. Though. Yeah, that's true. I do he have the shaved the Aryan, head. Uh, Blue eyes, too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. And, yeah. and white as the driven snow. Yeah, and of course that swastika tattoo. <laughs> so, um, that's not true. No. For yeah. all of our listeners. Well, it's a, it's a brand. It's not a tattoo. Both of you. <laughs> so, um, so. How are we doing our listeners? Like any feedback or comments or uh, messages? Or? You know, we did get... Uh, oh. We did get some feedback from uh, from Numi recently, actually. I'll oh, have to nice. take a quick look. Um, Welcome back, Numi. So, uh, so yeah, this was uh, in response to some of Brent's uh, information mm-hmm. that, you know, he is spoken about on one of his recaps mm-hmm. one of his recent recaps so just so that everybody out there knows for us in our lives it is the day before election day it's yes. november 1st uh, this will be going on i think second. like second. oh that's right yeah today's the second tomorrow's the first yes or <laughs> 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 we're going back in time um, <laughs> so anyway today is the second tomorrow is the third which is election day so we don't know what the results are I think this is going to drop like on the 7th of December. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll have, have a, something you maybe want we'll have a president by then. I have two things, dad, but I'll let you get through the new week. Oh, okay. I don't want to, you don't want to step on that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. So then anyway, first, th- this comment was in relation to one of the, one of the episodes that you discussed mm-hmm. a lot of Swedish based things. Oh, cool. Um, and so she said, uh, you forgot stuff from Sweden when it was so obvious uh, Harry Nilsson, famous from Popeye the soundtrack, his she, grandparents were Swedish circus performers whose act was known as the Aerial Ballet. Pandemonium Aerial Ballet Show? Did uh, she mention that? Uh, she does not in oh. this, um, but she said it became the title for his second album. Yeah. And uh, Nilsson is a, a common surname there as well. I'm so. a big, big Harry Nilsson fan. Oh, okay. More sure. than just the Popeye soundtrack. Just He was just a grade-A rocking tour. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, um, his Pussycats album is amazingly good. But that pandem- aerial ballet, pandemonium show, whatever. Yeah, the second one she's referencing, so amazingly good. Hmm. Um, was it Tiny Desk? I think it's on that one. It's so good. Hmm. So, 
I'll have to check it out at some time. It's unlikely, but I will mm-hmm. uh, hopefully check it out at some time. His uh, Pussycats album is really good. Okay. Him and John Lennon just tearing it up. <laughs> so she is correct. I oh. should have mentioned Harry Nielsen. Okay, fair so enough. I, 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 I doubt if I would have gone into the surname bit because I didn't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe not that part, but still nice information. Yeah. Though. Sweden is still, you know, of course, powered by Numi, our number one international location. Very nice. Um, Canada, though, is catching up quick. So we, yeah. we have, I think, um, some Canucks there uh, mm-hmm. or maybe expats. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but we have some Canadian listeners uh, that are coming up quick on Sweden. So Numi might need to recruit a friend or two if you want uh, Sweden to stay on top as far as our international listeners go. I learned that uh, Finland claims to have invented the tango. Oh, really? Yeah. That's an really unusual claim yeah, yeah especially uh, for the type of dance it is yeah it's usually yeah. associated with the uh, spanish type music right yeah yeah, yeah i the, would definitely like you could ask me to pick what country <laughs> the tango originated <laughs> from yeah. i probably would have named at least 20 countries i probably would have exhausted other country names i knew uh-huh, exactly um maybe not everyone but you know quite a few before i would have gotten to finland Spain, yeah. brazil That's portugal right. i would have gone just alphabetically argentina brazil <laughs> chile <laughs> denmark <laughs> so finland would have been seventh oh, okay <laughs> that's all of them <laughs> but yeah like argentina brazil chile denmark egypt and then finland <laughs> so i'd have got there eventually if i was playing hangman with that factoid <laughs> see i think i would have probably not got there i guess as quickly as you would have mm-hmm. it would have taken me longer because i wouldn't have had the presence of mind to go through and try to do it in an alphabetical yeah. <laughs> way but um eventually i think i would have named it i mean especially because you know we, we have had a, a listener too from finland as well nice so. nice um, harry nielsen also taught us that you put the lime in the coconut and you mix them both together was that him? Yeah. I did not realize Yeah, that. I had no idea. He also I knew a, the name, but I, had, I couldn't yeah. tell you any of his songs until just now. He did Jump Into the Fire. It's a really good one. Nice. Check out the LCD sound system version as well. Okay, I'll definitely have to consider that. Um. Definitely consider that. <laughs> <laughs> I will add it to my Notify playlist. <laughs> so, so as far as uh, countries, though, that we do have a few new countries that, oh, uh, that we have had a listener to from. Um, so, like I said, Sweden's still number one. Canada coming up close. For the new countries? Yeah. Um, like, don't tell me which they are yet, but tell me how many there are. Okay. Well, I'm just going to round out. So, our our next highest listeners are uh, UK, Netherlands, Australia, and Germany. Okay. So, everyone at besides those has five or less listen. Okay. So, it's just, you know, probably someone. Okay. In all likelihood, if you say hi to someone from that country, <laughs> they're not likely to, to hear it because they just gave it one try and gave mm-hmm. up. But you never know. Um, gotcha. Perhaps that next uh, person. So let's see. There it's, are. I don't really blame them, though. No, I, I appreciate that they gave it a try. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, if I had to choose between listening to our podcast or having socialized medicine, I would go with the socialized medicine <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, I think they can have both, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I think in the last episode that I edited, which was a few episodes back, he was trying to talk about how he was a conservative who was for socialized medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was different uh, definition of conservatism. <laughs> conservatism. So we have, uh, I believe, since the last time I updated on you, updated you on it, four new countries um, okay. that have had at least one listen. Cool. So do you want to take random guesses? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Argentina. No. Brazil. No. Chile. No. Denmark. Nope. Egypt. Well, I think Denmark was on there before, but oh, gotcha. 
but they are not. The actually no Denmark. We have not had a Denmark listener or Egypt for that matter. Finland. Uh, Finland was on there before. And That's yes, right. we still have our Finland listeners. France. No, France hasn't listened yet. Either. All right, I'm done with this game. Um, <laughs> Ghana. It's going to take you a while. Um, well, one of them, I guess you'd be getting Zimbabwe. close to Jamaica. We had a listen oh, from Jamaica. Very nice. Cool. Had a listen from Nepal. Nice. Uh, one from Malta. I wonder if it was the, uh, the Dalai Lama. It could have been. <laughs> um, and one from the United Arab Emirates. Oh. So. Mm, okay. You're close with the, <laughs> you're close with the you Egypt. It a good long while to get to that one. Um, <laughs> Especially if you're going in uh, alphabetical order. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. But I don't know if you – Would you, do you think you would have remembered that one? Would United you? Arab Emirates? Yeah. No. When I got to the U, I probably would have went with um, – Uruguay and then – I'd probably went with United States to be a smartass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then United Kingdom. Oh, okay. Which yeah, we've already discussed, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I had the wherewithal to go with Uruguay either. Yeah. So. Yeah, or as we call it in middle school, Uruguay. <laughs> yeah, well, not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a homosexual on this podcast. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm open. <laughs> But, so. Uh, so did you have something else you wanted to add about the election day situation? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so I feel you said something like we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. We're, and, we're still a day away. And honestly, even on December 7th, when this comes out, we still may not know what happened. Yeah. Um, at least not uh, officially. Yeah. I think, I don't know. It, what's weird is we know what's going to happen. One candidate is going to overwhelmingly win the popular vote. We just don't know if that's going to make him our president. Or not. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I was just talking to my daughter about how our electoral college system makes no sense at all. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, exactly. And then you followed it up with, like, and don't even get me started on women voters. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, that's what I tell my sons. Come yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, it's, it's odd because normally I think our listeners have it better than us. Because they're listening from the future. Right. And so they're, they're like closer to having this whole shit show being over. Uh-huh. Okay. But right now, like we're on, you know, election eve. Right. You know, which means we still have hope while they're stuck in that ugly period between the election and the inauguration. And right. Lord knows what sort of nastiness is going on. Yeah. I mean, they could, generally speaking, be in a better place mm-hmm. or they could be in a much worse place. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the election being over. I mean, obviously, we all, you know, we're pretty open about the way that we're going, even though I don't think any of us are, well, I don't think any of us started off as, uh, you know, hard left at all. I, I don't think any of us are AOCs, um, but... Uh, Adult child of divorce. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, just in case. <laughs> I don't think any of us are, are that... I mean, Ski is getting closer to it than I ever thought he would be, but... Um, but that said, I just I, I'm worn down by election season at mm-hmm. this point. Like I'm just gonna be glad for. I, I obviously I, I hope think it I'm goes. worn down by politics in general. Yeah. My big thing is I've told people I can't wait till I don't even watch the news again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can tell you this. Regardless of who wins, um, regardless of how it shakes out, once it's decided, I am shutting off politics for the next you know three years or, I'll, you know, I mean at least the next year and a half before the next. Uh, regular elections um, would happen again because it's just so toxic. Um, but you can do that because you're coming from a place of privilege. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I have no um, no denial about yeah. how fortunate I am to be, yeah. uh, you know, 
white guy that <laughs> is financially stable um, <laughs> in a system that favors me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I um so we voted yesterday. Um, so theoretically, I can go ahead and check out. Um, but I'm on I'm on the fence as to what I'm going to do tomorrow night. Like part of me wants to just, you know, order some pizzas and some wings and just hate watch it all night long. <laughs> right. But then the other part of me wants to just put a bonfire in the backyard and just sit out there and have a drink and <laughs> watch the smoke. Yeah, so, just, just enjoy not knowing for a little while exactly. longer. Exactly. I, I was like, you know, I'll just go off the grid for 12 hours. And I was like, I bet I could make it until, you know, maybe 6 on Wednesday, mm. you know, 6 p.m., you know. So, Truth we'll be told, I will probably put together my synopsis for our next podcast. <laughs> oh, during that? See, I think that's a good use of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's because uh, something to distract you is mm-hmm. probably much better than just waiting as the results slowly come yeah. in. And then knowing that even after they come in, it's, you know, especially... I'm probably if, far from definitive, honestly. Well, the only way is if... Okay, if Trump wins, mm-hmm. then it'll be over after tomorrow. Um, I, I really don't think, unless it's really close, I don't foresee it being a drawn-out fight. If Biden wins and it's close, especially in key states, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a nightmare. The only So the only way it'll work out well, I think, in the way that we're hoping is if it's a landslide, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Texas votes for Biden— it's all over, you mm-hmm. know, that yeah. we're pretty much like it's, and that's a close like key, match. Key red states just completely flip. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially a really big one, you know, with yeah. the, or, or Florida, you know, Florida yeah. goes Biden's way, then probably don't need to worry too much. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a long, painful. Uh, my, my biggest concern weeks. over all of this, let alone whoever is president, is the toxic environment that's been left in its wake. Like yeah. there's people who have been lifelong friends that have been alienated between each other because of different viewpoints. Yeah. Well, I think I, I guess I feel like I'm fortunate that <coughs> even though I have a close friend and a close family member that have or multiple close family members that have opposing political views, I have managed to still separate that, mm-hmm. even though it's become more difficult the further along sure, yeah. that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm just taking, and then honestly, it's not personally affected me to that end, mm. but I know for a fact that uh, several friends of my wife's online, like, they'll put outrageous stuff online about, you know, pro-Trump and all that, and if it's a lie, there's been times she's called them out on it, and they've just, like, eviscerated her, like, yeah. Just with the most horrible, mean things on there, for no reason. They're good. They used to be close friends. Right. Know. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm glad that I don't have a normal Facebook oh. page. Oh, gosh. You know, I follow the one you know that for the podcast, <laughs> and that's it. Like I, and my wife has constantly tried to convince me to go ahead and <laughs> get like you know a regular personal Facebook page. And I'm like, you know, doesn't it make you want to? <laughs> well, in all honesty, I'm like the people who I want to know how they're doing. I know how they're doing. Like, I talk to them, and I see them on hopefully a regular basis. Everybody else, like, I don't care what the dude I went to high school with and Mm -hmm. haven't seen since I graduated. I don't give a shit what he's up to or anybody else that falls into that category. (laughs) Yeah, I don't wish him bad. But if he dies, you'll tell me. And if he does something extraordinary, you'll tell me. And otherwise, you're you know, a, a well wisher in that you don't wish them any specific harm. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, me not knowing anything about people who are fringe parts of my life mm-hmm. is better because <laughs> if they happen to have views that are different than mine, it's just going to make me 
feel even less desire to be connected to that yeah, person yeah. at all. So. That's what I, I've been saying to her. I was like, look, if this is pissing you off so much, just ignore it. Just yeah. get off of there for a while. Don't mm-hmm. look at it. Don't respond to people. Yeah, I agree. I, I had a really, really good stretch there of about eight months where I was only on Facebook for about maybe 40 minutes a week. Mm, okay. um, and then, you know, things just happened, and it was one of those things that it was just, I don't know, it was just working from home more, and it's like, you know, you run out of things to look at. Right. <laughs> and so then, you know, eventually I started to creep back up. So I'm still not nearly as bad as I think most people are when they're on there, just as far as, like, sheer volume of time. Right. But I would say that I'm probably hitting that 40 minutes a day now. Mm. So... There are pretty funny things on online and stuff on Facebook and such, mm-hmm. but honestly, the closest I get to Facebook yeah. is our little text groups. Mm-hmm. Like we have one between us, you, me, uh, me, Alan, and, and some of our friends outside of here have mm-hmm. one that we kind of touch base with, mm-hmm. and that's about the closest I get. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm lucky because like the only things that I interact with are just non-political things. Yeah. So it's like Elvis Costello or Doctor Who or Tron or different things very, like very that. Very unlikely that yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spur it's not going to get ugly. political debate. Yeah. And so it was so that's the thing that it like gives me first and then that distracts me so I don't have to go down to get to the <laughs> ugliness. Right, yeah. Well, just so you know, although I'm not, you know, particularly uh wanting to connect with you know, people that I uh, went to high school with or anything like that. <laughs> if you're a listener, we would love to connect with you on uh, the <laughs> Sophia's Choice uh, Facebook page or yeah. at Sophia's Choice Podcast on uh, Twitter. Regardless of political aim. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I don't really want to touch base with you about your political opinions. Sure, but sure, if yeah. that's what you want to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, we appreciate all listeners regardless of their political affiliations. Mm-hmm. Um, well... There'll be caveats there, <laughs> but yeah. um, at least if you're part of a mainstream party, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, we love to have you as a listener regardless. But, um, yeah. so what's your, if, if we if have you, a strong neo Nazi following, do you feel like we should just end the podcast? Yeah, I do. I think if we get co opted <laughs> by a group that I just am diametrically opposed to, mm-hmm. yeah. So, fair enough. I was, <laughs> so, diametrically opposed to, I was, at this company meeting or whatever, where the freaking CEO kept saying diabolically opposed to <laughs> instead, Diabol- of, instead of diametrically opposed to. And it would, I that makes the, it so much better, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I forget the context, but it was like, like we're just diabolically opposed to health care benefits for our workers. It was That's not it, but it was something that would, like... That would factor in, though, would it not? Yeah. It would be diabolical <laughs> in that case. It was just, that word doesn't... Like you're using the wrong word in the wrong context. Yeah. I don't think that word means what you think it yeah, means. Exactly. Um, we are diabolically opposed to removing that woman from the railroad tracks. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think even if you were diametrically opposed to that, um, it would still be. You're just going to rotate her perpendicular. <laughs> <laughs> Let her get her head first instead yeah. of torso first. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll give her a chance. We'll put her laying, you know, down, yeah. you know, long ways, and maybe the train will go over her. But maybe. we'll let fate take its, uh, exactly. you know, take its course. We don't want to intervene that much. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, so yeah, so season two, episode eighteen. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. Um, and uh, can, you know, oh, sorry, can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, and this is something that I think you'll appreciate it too, Ski. But Alan will definitely, because it's definitely in his wheelhouse. Um, I was, um, in a situation and like in a classroom setting and there were these two ladies who 
there was an empty row in front of me because of social distancing. And then in the row in front of them, there were two ladies there talking. And so they're like turned to each other. So I got like a quarter view profile of both of them. Mm -hmm. And the one lady looks down to the other lady um, and she's like, what's your sweatshirt? And the lady was like, oh, it's uh, the Haunted Mansion. Oh, very nice. Oh, cool. And then the first lady's like, I'm not a big Eddie Murphy fan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just the most, and she was being dead serious, like she thought, of, but it was just the most comedically brilliant moment that if I lived to be a thousand, I could never say something that funny. That's well, a great deal. You said just the earnestness of it. Yes. Oh, you probably got that sweatshirt because you love that movie, exactly. which is one of the crappiest uh, <laughs> theme park based. Exactly. And I just can't imagine they were had so much swag for that film. Right. That 20 years later, this woman's still wearing a. Now, how would you have felt that the next day that woman wore her Pluto Nash shirt? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, the whole time it really was her fandom. Yeah. And the next day it's Norbit. And yeah. Just exactly. going through the whole catalog. Well, you're picking out some uh, real winners there. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to. Like, obviously, if she had a Beverly Hills Cop one, you'd be like, yeah, that's sure, all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Wasn't so there I, one called, like, Buttfinger or something? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. <laughs> I know you watch a different kind of movie than me and Brent do. So. <laughs> so maybe there was one of those parody movies that you watched called Buttfinger. Buttfinger, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to pretend that was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I overheard that conversation. It just, I don't know, it just amused me to no end. And I was like, I got to remember that. So I thought now, you would appreciate that. In fairness, did you see Norbit? I don't believe so. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't. But I remember the people on the old quality assurance team back uh -huh. at the place we prior yeah. previously worked were huge fans of Norbit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, which, you know. It, maybe it was great, or maybe it was comedy that I wouldn't have loved, um, yeah. but it just hit them yeah. the right way. So you're know. saying they were in the Norbit orbit? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so do you think that Norbit gave rise to, you know, uh, all the Tyler Perry movies? Was Tyler Perry involved with Norbit? No, but like I think just that. Just, oh, just that. Yeah. General. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think that. Again, I don't remember that much about Norbit, uh -huh. um, but I don't think there was. Um, I don't. I don't think you could credit that yeah. with giving the rise to the Tyler Perry franchise. I think, I think Norbit was sort of the midpoint between like the Nutty Professor and Bowfinger. Okay, you know, and so you would say the somewhere in between there is where you would where you would slot in the Medea movies. Well, yeah, I think just as far as like Tyler Perry and I mean, do other people like dress up in fat suits and stuff, um, or is it just Tyler Perry? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I think that Eddie Murphy's had a couple movies where... Yeah, um, yeah. Wasn't there... Uh, Martin Lawrence had Big Mama's House, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was kind of Medea-like to yeah. a degree. Tracy Jordan had a, you know, honky grandma be tripping. <laughs> I can't say that I've seen I that one. I can't say I've seen it. Or <laughs> heard of it. From 30 Rock. Oh, okay. Um, Tracy Morgan, he plays Tracy Jordan. Oh, okay, okay. His, his film franchise is Honky Grandma Be Trippin'. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, whenever true. they show a preview for it, it's always just somebody saying, that Honky Grandma Be Trippin'. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show that I never watched. Um, it's worth checking out. Yeah, I mean, I've heard really good things, but I've also heard that even 
relatively, you know, it's a relatively recent show that mm-hmm. is problematic by today's mm-hmm. standards already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's the way of the day at this point. Yeah. So. But if you're going to check out anyways, you don't care about problems. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so. Anyways, so where were we at? Uh, 18. 18. Forgive me, Father, not Brent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, season two, episode 18. Uh, Original air date was actually on February 14th, 1987. Valentine's Day. Day, Nice. Uh, This one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. A fine combo. And directed by uh, Terry Hughes. Never heard of him. Never heard of him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we open in the kitchen. Uh, we see Sophia organizing and kind of sorting through a few boxes and uh, bins. Uh, when Rose enters the kitchen and explains that uh, an unpleasant run-in she had with a uh, fellow motorist, uh, I guess the person behind her started honking furiously. And uh, when she pulled over to let uh, him pass, he just pulled up beside her and cussed her out. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a very aggressive driver. I mean, now, of course, we're not hearing that guy's side of the story. So, for all <laughs> we know, Rose may have almost killed him by, you know, mm-hmm. merging without looking well, in a she, blind spot or whatever. She did say she was just listening to her yodeling. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she said tape, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I can understand. She might be kind of entranced by that mm-hmm. fine yodeling music. <laughs> but Senior driver. She's probably driving 40 on the interstate with her turn signal on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, I mean... Either way, the guy definitely was uh, mm-hmm. far angrier than what I'm sure would have been justified. Yeah. But I, I imagine he has his side of the story, too. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch that show, Trial and Error? Mm-mm. Amazingly funny. Uh, that Gemma Mays, uh, she was the she was on Heroes and Glee. Oh, okay. The one I, you know, the one, come on. I, I think so. She was in it. She was really good. But anyways, so in the small town in which it takes place, um, all the lady drivers have to have a town crier walking in front of their car. Um, ringing a bell saying, lady driver, lady driver. <laughs> what is this show called? Trial and Error. I had to check that out. That doesn't sound funny. should be on the Hulu still. It's amazingly oh, funny. Oh, I have Hulu. So like the first season, John Lithgow, it's like a true crime documentary or oh, whatever. Okay. Um, and John Lithgow is the murder suspect in the first season. And then the second season, it's uh, our old friend Amy Sedaris. Oh, very nice. Sounds like a good Chris, cast. No, Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, sorry. okay. Still a good cast. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sophia suggests that she should have uh, returned the favor with a few uh, words or gestures of her own. Right. Uh, we do find out that uh, Sophia is actually, she was preparing her bingo kit for a big game and uh, was searching for her lucky handkerchief, which is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says she can't play without it and uh, compares it, she says it's, it's Kareem without his goggles. Yeah, I did think that was a good comparison. I enjoyed that one. I liked it, too. Uh, when Rose questions the gestures Sophia makes, she jokingly gives her uh, funny meanings for each one, very innocuous ones. Right. Saying, basically, they're nice gestures when they're, in fact, pretty crude. Yeah, right, yeah. So then uh, Blanche and Dorothy enter the room discussing a fellow teacher that uh, Dorothy has shown some interest in over the last few weeks uh, named Frank Leahy. Uh, she spent the last two Saturday mornings with him making signs and preparing for a youth fair at the school yeah so you kind of get the impression obviously as we go through the story a little more you know we'll reveal why um but 
did she never meet this teacher prior to them helping to prepare yeah. the gymnasium for this dance <laughs> or fair that was going on? And this fair, I mean, Christ, they've been going, like, preparing it for weeks on end. And then when they show the picture in the gym a little later it's on. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty unimpressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah really not uh, up to well, the standard. I, would I like the was. fact that that's so, not, so, so inane as far as uh, names, just youth fair. Right, yeah. yeah. There's no real... Well, it's like, uh, sorry, kids, but basketball's canceled because we have to keep the gym pristine for the youth fair in three <laughs> right. weeks. Well, and you notice and later on when you see the gym, there's actually free weights just out on the basketball floor. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that where you always lift your weights at is on a nice hardwood floor? It has not been traditionally, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people don't want, uh, like, dress shoes on those, but free weights are fine. <laughs> That's funny. You drop those a few times, you know, it's it's good for the floor. It, right, yeah. It gives it uh, dimpling. It gives you a little extra grip when you're trying to make that hard <laughs> cut on the basketball yes. you know, court. So. Dimpling. <laughs> like, like a golf ball, you know? Right. <laughs> I understand the concept. <laughs> so Blanche suggests that uh, she ask him out if she likes him so much, uh, but Dorothy protests saying that she would feel very awkward. She doth protest too much. <laughs> too much, yes. Uh, Rose suggests that maybe instead of just being shy, Frank maybe simply doesn't like Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite lines. Well, it was, I guess, I like that line, but but Dorothy's response was one of my yeah, favorites. She responds back. She kind of shoots her an unpleasant look in response. Thank you, Rose. Incidentally, you look fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the girls finally suggest that uh, she simply invite him over to their house to, for dinner. That way they could all be, you know, all could meet him and it'd be a little more laid back atmosphere. Uh, then Blanche puts on a, a slight role play with Dorothy, pouring on what I call the slut juice. <laughs> As opposed to Sophia's clam juice. Right. right. <laughs> Always the clam juice. Uh, this was not quite Dorothy's style, though. As many, I don't know. It seems like bringing him back would be the last thing that Dorothy would want to do, given the number of times one of their suitors has ended up with a different golden. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> you'd think that she would want to. I mean, I I understand the idea of like, okay, well, I don't want to make it seem like a date right off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to make, keep, make it a little more informal than that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, Blanche has definitely shown yeah. few qualms about, um, you know, yeah. Counting on an opportunity. Exactly. Uh, now, Rose, you wouldn't expect her to go after somebody, but but there have been guys who've gone after her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring a man, you know, with mm-hmm. two other eligible, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Especially since I mean, the youth fair's got to be coming up here soon. Right. Just go to that with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, get exactly. coffee afterwards or something. But because we know he likes coffee. Yeah. But that wouldn't make for very good TV. So yeah. here's a here's an alternate fan theory. Right, uh, Blanche is trying to get Dorothy to bring him home because she's hitting a dry spell and she wants new meat in the in the. Oh, so you think the, she's trying to have <laughs> Dorothy bring you know like Dorothy's the chum? And right. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, she brings him in. You know, she gets fresh meat and then she's like, ah, oh, yeah. She she gets that way. She gets to try him out, see what he looks like and whatnot. See, I can't think of it yeah. that way because I really like <laughs> Blanche in this episode. I thought it was a real strong Blanche episode. Mm-hmm. And if I think that that was her motives, <laughs> that definitely well, taints it. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that's not the yeah. uh, the uh, mean behind any of it. But right. Uh, so yeah, Blanche, you know, has a little role play with uh, Dorothy, but uh, ultimately Dorothy says she'll you know she'll ask him in her own way. Right. And then Sophia suggests though that she does go ahead and use. Jane Fonda's body 
or it'll just be the four of them for dinner. Right. Yeah, it's always nice to have such a supportive mother. Always. <laughs> she gets more supportive later, even. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so we uh, we change scenes. We see Dorothy now in the gymnasium that we were just talking about, uh, which is being decorated for the youth fair. Uh, Frank is up on a ladder hammering a nail into what looks like a brick wall mm -hmm. to me uh, to hang a sign which is going to go over a doorway. Uh, Dorothy startles him as a, you know, a bit of a distraction and kind of invites him over for a quick uh, coffee break. I think she says something like the sign is uh, crooked on one side. A little right? higher on one end. Yeah. And so he, he relents and goes in and takes a short break. Uh, yeah, after she almost kills him by right. startling him <laughs> off the ladder. Yeah. Um, so, were you going to talk about Frank? The actor no, you can go ahead. Um, so, three things. Um, like, so, Frank Martin, is that his name? You mean the, the, the actor? The yeah. actor's name? Yeah. Um, uh, John McF McMartin. John McMartin, yeah. yeah. So, he's from Warsaw, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed know that. that. That's awesome. Kasiasko County, yeah. Because he had like 99 credits to his uh -huh. name, and his yeah, face was extremely familiar to me. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this guy, he probably has something mm -hmm. that, you know, I'd be like, oh, I definitely recognize him from that, and really, it's just it was ninety nine bit parts mostly. Yeah, um, and that's what I was gonna say because, like, I thought the exact same thing. Um, you know, because like she's like, "Oh, it's a little high," and then when he gets down, he tells one of the kids, "He's like, oh, can you fix that banner? One side's a little high." Like, yeah. <laughs> like the way he said it, it's like they told him, "It's like you're gonna guest star on the Golden Girls." And he's like, "I am a guest star," <laughs> yeah. and he delivered his lines like he's Paul Lind or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just... Well, there's another part where he he kind of does a thing where someone says something to him. I can't remember what specifically, but he's like, "Huh?" You know, <laughs> and does his face. And I'm like, I feel like I've seen that yeah. face a hundred times, exactly. and I was like, surely. He must have been like the like a principal actor on something. Exactly. That you know, it, there were so many lines that he delivered. He was like, oh yeah, normally they lay some paper out for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so bizarre. Like he was definitely leaning into everything because he's like, oh, this is the shtick that they love from me. Right. <laughs> but we've never seen that shtick before. Right. Uh, just the cojones and chutzpah on yeah. this guy. I just really, really appreciated. Yeah, I enjoyed him as a guest. Um, I was like I said, I was surprised that he yeah. didn't have anything more you substantial. Me, have you guys, did you guys ever watched Coach? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, you like me, the the older uh, Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah. Was that who it was? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. 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 Maybe you're right. Maybe that's where a lot of that was coming from. Because yeah. I mean, even some of the facial expressions are similar, yeah. and then appearance are a bit similar too. So yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where that familiarity was coming yeah. from. Potentially, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Definitely, my favorite guests are not named Paul Dooley. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's up there. He hammered. Uh, was hammering on the, on the into the wall. Gets down for a coffee break. Uh, and while they're talking, she's discussing how much uh, he respects his, and cares about his students. And that uh, then he kind of promptly repays the compliment, saying, oh, you do too. Uh, he casually mentions that he's been teaching a long time now and you know, gets to know his students and even visits, visits them for dinner every now and then. Right. Uh, she actually seems a little surprised by this and jokingly and. Uh, he jokingly adds after that, like you said, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they just spread the newspaper on the floor for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the good follow-up for that one was even uh, say, oh, yeah, I'm just surprised you go over to their house. And it's like, mm -hmm. I figured you knew I liked to eat dinner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the shtick you're talking about, yeah, it just literally yeah. leans into it. Uh, and then she <laughs> clarifies that it's nice that he visits the students and uh, then kind of clumsily invites him over uh, uh, for dinner at the, at the house, <laughs> but uh, specifies that bingo night would be best. 
because that way she won't have to introduce him to his mother, her mother. Yeah, Th- that seems like a good decision to make, um, <laughs> given that strong strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think that your first time having someone over, it's awkward enough, like Brent said, to mm-hmm. have him over there with these two other women who may try mm-hmm. to seal him. Yeah, um, or that he may be more attractive to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you're also going to be getting torn down by your mother left and right, that's going to make it yeah. even more awkward for <laughs> exactly. that dinner. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, now that you say it like that, you're right. I mean, you're Frank. You show up, you know, and you got, you know, Blanche and Rose. I mean, it only goes up from Dorothy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, down, though, by height. Yeah. Frank's a relatively tall man himself. That's true. That's true. And so uh, we change scene again. Uh, Rose and Blanche are now preparing for dinner, uh, putting stuff out on the lanai. Right. And they uh, want to go ahead. Um, real quick, one last thing. Um, so when they're in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, Frank has his, you know, short sleeve button up shirt and all the kids are in their T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, obviously Dorothy has on her like sweater vest. Combo. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it was just so bizarre. Like who gets up on a Saturday morning and puts on that many layers? Right. Yeah. To go out, <laughs> assumably in like the in, summertime inside or a gym. spring. Yeah, at least. exactly. Yeah. Where you're going to be working, like yeah. nailing stuff and making coffee and all that sort So. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, we don't have any idea what kind of temperature they keep that gym at, so maybe it's a frosty area. (laughs) Very balmy. Yeah, Yeah. and maybe Dorothy's more in an advisory role as opposed to getting her hands dirty. We also don't know what temperature they keep their oven, but we'll come back to that in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We see that the girls are getting the dinner out ready for on the lanai. They want to set it up so that uh, Dorothy makes a good impression, of course. Uh, just then, Sophia enters the living room, uh, getting ready for her big bingo night. Uh, she coincidentally found her lucky handkerchief, which was in her bra. When Rose asks why it was there, Sophia sarcastically explains that she was blowing her breasts. Yeah. <laughs> she then admits, of course, that it was stuffed in there so she could uh, convince the butcher to give her a better cut of veal. <laughs> now, do you think, you know, I think as everybody gets older, Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who like maybe you would not have looked at when you were, mm-hmm. you know, twenty, mm-hmm. you think is attractive when you're forty or fifty or okay. seventy or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel like that if you're looking at a woman who is supposed to be, you know, in the ballpark of eighty years old mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. that you're like, oh, she's kind of busty. I think I'm gonna be <laughs> extra nice to her. Um, we, well, yeah, I mean, you would assume that. The, I mean, theoretically, the butcher is also 80-ish or right, something, yeah. somewhere within that ballpark, you know. And it's one of those things that, I don't know, I'd trust a butcher that old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I certainly wouldn't want to be a butcher that old because I don't know <laughs> if i trust my own shaky hands at that <laughs> point to be slicing exactly. <laughs> you know, meat and whatnot. Five-finger butcher. Yeah. <laughs> Five fingers total. Right. Exactly. Can't tell you how many of his fingers went out the door wrapped in a loin of pork. <laughs> right. Hey, but then at least it's worth the nine bucks. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she, she makes a comment. There, there was a few... I like that can always go back to the loin of pork well. Right. Yeah. It's a, the gift that keeps on giving. It does. <laughs> You'll always get uh, laughs and chuckles from this side. Yeah. <laughs> there was a handful of uh, mentions in this one that I did not know who they were, at least not offhand. Because, yeah. like, she talks about how wherever they had the table set up on the lanai. <laughs> oh, yeah, that the lighting. That lighting yet made Dorothy look like a 
Eric a server ride? Yeah, and I tried to Google it, and I tried every spelling I could think of, and oh. I just couldn't get it. Oh, well, I, I found I him, I yeah. found it, too. He was, was a CBS all... News journalist and an okay. author from, like, 35 to 77. Okay. Um, so, okay, he was on there a long time. I'll grant that. <laughs> but still, he had been off the air for a decade. Yeah. I mean, they're really, it's still a pretty deep cut. I mean, yeah. even though you have an older audience, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Um, <laughs> well, he was, he was pretty famous, apparently. Well, yeah, like I mean, I think he was with, like the main anchor on, you know, yeah, a national also, news show. He also worked with some key uh, war correspondence groups. Mm. Like, um, That's okay. it, was, it was a big name uh, news guy. He was part of his like news team or something. Like Cronkite or like no. Edward R. Murrow. Yes, it was yeah. Murrow. Okay, so like, yeah. Like, do you ever wonder if maybe we're just missing the mark? Like, there was just so much highbrow comedy going on on the Golden Girls that we're just too ignorant to catch. Oh, listen, there are definitely websites and books and even probably other podcasts that go into the more highbrow part we're not <laughs> we're not the podcast for the most highbrow of fan um because i'm we gonna are say brent most... is definitely our highest brow oh yeah definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah brent's brow towers above the two of ours uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah i'm sure there are definitely um subtle things in there that we mm-hmm. miss all every episode yeah so but yeah i try i try to look up things so there was another thing she there's a part where Sophia refers to Rose as a um, uh, type of bird, which I thought she said minor bird. Minor bird. Yeah, yeah. minor bird, which apparently is similar to a parrot as far <laughs> as mimicking, uh, not appearance-wise, but yeah. um, as a bird that you know mimics people, yeah. I guess, is the second best at mimicking people to the parrot. Um, That's so. great. She's calling her like a poor man's parrot. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's not even going to call her a parrot. Like, no, you don't get that <laughs> level, but... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> But yeah, there there was a handful of things in this episode that it just the reference. Most of the time, it's like I'm like, oh yeah, I know that name. Yeah. But this one, there was a few where I was like, I don't even know what you know. Yeah, yeah I had to look up something else besides like uh, later on when uh, Dorothy comes in. I'll I'll, I'll explain it then. For sure. Yeah. Oh, she mentioned Jane Fonda, and I was like, oh, yeah, Grace no, and Jane Frankie. Fonda. Yeah, at least that's one. Like Jane Fonda is still around today. So, yeah. but. She's Grace or Frankie. Mm-hmm. One of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> she is of Frank and Gracie. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So. Not to be confused with Kate and Alexa. <laughs> Kate and Alexa? Yeah, Jewel. Is that one? I don't think so. Um, my um, 12-year-old likes it. It's one of those tween shows. Oh, okay. And there's two girls. One's named Kate and one's named Alexa. Um and then one of them gets cancer, and then the other one shaves their head in solidarity. Sounds like a feel good. Yeah, yeah. And they have adventures and everything like oh, that. Okay. Um, and like it's like, well, my chemotherapy is keeping me from the homecoming dance, and it's like we'll do it here in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> so, like, like it's just weird, but it's I don't know. Like it, I mean, it sounds like a sweet show. But, yeah, 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 it is. But it could also go really dark, really quick. Yeah, it if sounds they, like it. If I they mean, wanted to, just your description sounds pretty dark to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I would like to think that the Alexa character is actually just the home service like robot. Alexa, turn on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so she's like an imaginary friend yeah. the entire yeah. time. It's really Alexa, just, start my chemotherapy. The, the, the yeah. whole show is just an ad for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever remember that show, Small Wonder? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. With Vicky the robot and everything. Yeah, and they would like. Didn't they like? She always wore the same dress, right? Yeah, the little like. like Blue gingham dress, whatever. Was yeah. that, I thought it was red. Uh, maybe I don't know. Red it's like check- checkered. Yeah. yeah, like like a freaking uh, picnic table, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, but didn't they have the ability to, like, turn her off? Because I kind of remember, like, <laughs> that they would turn her off and, like, put her in the closet or whatever. Yeah, yeah Alexa never turns off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Alexa's, Always listening. Mm-hmm. Telling Amazon what we want to need or don't want, but <laughs> what they want to sell us. Exactly, yeah, what they want or want us to need. So. <laughs> Amazon popped up. Um, I was, I forget what it is I was even looking for, but like the little thing down at the bottom is like shit you might want to buy. <laughs> and it, was, it was the Bill and Ted trilogy, and I was like, why, yes, I do. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> Have you guys seen the third one yet? No, no. I've not either. Uh, my wife doesn't know, but that's in our future. <laughs> We're going to watch all three. Well, actually, Joey, uh, my son, had his 10th birthday recently, and he mm-hmm. got the pre-order for that as okay. one of his presents. So. Is it good, or, or uh, you haven't well, seen it? It hasn't come out quite yet. Oh. Uh, he got the trilogy as well, which we've watched the first one with him, but we couldn't find an easy way to watch Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so this will be, you know, I guess we'll be watching Bogus Journey and then the new mm-hmm. one after We that. watched both of the Lexus Probably years two ago, mm. they were all on demand. So, oh, okay. anyways, she's a big '80s and '90s movie fan. Anyway, strangely, well, that's awesome. Like growing up, she loved. Uh, we watched Short Circuit. She loved that. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, ironically, did you guys ever watch V? Yeah, the mm-hmm. miniseries. I my dad got me that a bunch of years ago on DVD, mm-hmm. and she sat there and watched that whole it's really like, good like however many hours <laughs> of yeah. movie with me. Um, when I was younger, I was often not mistaken for, but told that I look like Robert England. Oh, that. yeah? Yeah. I love Robert England. Yeah. People always like, you look like Freddy Krueger. And I always <laughs> assumed that they meant, you know, sans makeup and all that sort. <laughs> I hope so. It can go the other way. <laughs> I know you used to carry a lot of knives. So. <laughs> Just five. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a lot for a young man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I ever have to go to five different gunfights. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we just watched, and this is an 80s, this is very end of the 70s, but we just watched Alien with Joey the other night because he got the Alien Quadrilogy, which nice. I think gets you everything but the, um, the Prometheus. Yeah, yeah prequels. Uh, so, and he enjoyed it. He enjoyed the first mm-hmm. one. He wanted to watch the second one tonight, but... We just didn't have the time to, to yeah. get into it. so Yeah. Because they're all pretty long movies, too, aren't they? Uh, two hours. I mean, they're oh. normal length. Um, but, but, yeah, it was good. I feel like, I mean, it's been so long since I had seen Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. If, in all honesty, I wasn't even sure if I'd ever seen it from start to finish because mm-hmm. I did not remember the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I have, it's been, you know, yeah. probably when I was his age. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, Aliens, I know I've seen that you know, half a dozen times, but it's been many, many years. Like I, I was like in middle school mm, when okay. I just watched it all the time. So, yeah. So yeah, our, our kids enjoyed the eighties and nineties movies as well. And, and now I guess uh, the end of the seventies too. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Did you have more? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the reason he loves the eighties so much is because his goal is to be Michael Ian Black when he grows up. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Like a sexually ambiguous uh, but heterosexual comedian? No, uh, like on Oh, H1. like the I Love the 80s. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be fine with them taking that path in life. Yeah. I'm a fan of Michael Ian Black. So, Me too. Um, He's on Ed. I didn't know that, but I enjoy his stand-up. And I liked him on uh, Another Period, I think it was called. Oh, okay. Um, was, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it was a pretty funny show, if that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But it was... You know, like a Downton Abbey, but a funny version yeah. type thing. So. He was on Stella. Oh, was he? I like that one. In Wet Hot American Summer. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, well, next week on our Mike Lee and Black tribute podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, contrib- we'll 
we'll discuss it further. But uh, until then, I guess we'll go ahead back to the episode. Hey, Black Lives Matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I totally agree with you. Um, I agree with you both. For another 24 hours, and then you're done. <laughs> I agree with you even after that, but I still have to check out of the conversation for a little while. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, we were talking about at the start of the episode that I was trying to find a way to work in Coco Lives Matter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we just never got there. <laughs> that is a cause I will always be 100% yeah. uh, invested in. Exactly. So. He tries to stay golden, I understand. He does. <laughs> he does. And he always succeeds. Yeah. So, where were we? We were talking about uh, Sophia stuffing her bra. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Getting a good once, veal once you get cut. the veal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she then excuses herself to uh, head off to St. Dominic's with the hopes that she will win an electric weed whacker. Mm-hmm. Seems like an odd thing for her to be all jazzed up about getting, because I can't imagine she it's would be yeah. the one to use it. Well, it's yeah. like she just wants to win anything, really. Because yeah. don't they have an Asian gardener? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe she wants to get it for him. I was yeah, like, yeah, there's a romantic little yeah, thing with them. Toshiro. So. Yeah. She's like, here, here's an electric weed whacker. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've never seen him again, have we? We have not. No. Well, I, wonder... I think at this point he's already selling, you know, Mogwise. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Blanche re-enters the room, uh, the living room, and uh, go does, ahead. Does Miami have a Chinatown? Uh, you know, I'd have to imagine with as big of a city as there has to be a district that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it has like a Chinatown. A Cuba, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if it would have one same. as defined as like New York's Chinatown. Yeah. Or San um, Francisco's. Yeah. Or... But I would have to imagine that in any major metropolitan city, you'd end up having some districts that, yeah. you know, were uh, heavily populated by one ethnicity or another. So. Gotcha. I, I don't know that for sure, but it's Springfield just my has a Russian district. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, also yeah. has a hammock district. Say what? Also has a hammock district. I don't remember that part. Oh man, that's a great um, like line from the episode with Hank Scorpio in it. Okay. Because Homer's saying like one of his suggestions as you know the boss of that team is that hammocks would be a good idea to increase yeah. productivity, and he talks about like these four <laughs> different hammock stores <laughs> that he can go to. Um, <laughs> In order to look for him, he's like, "Oh, you can go anywhere in the hammock district." Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, feel cut, feel stuff cut, in the weed whacker. Uh, Blanche Rainer's living room and tells him. <laughs> I think that's how you should do the recap. Just veal cut, weed whacker. <laughs> Saint Dominic's. Yeah, Blanche is coming in. <laughs> Turn on the sled juice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she tells Rose where she needs to sit uh, in case Dorothy and Frank want to play footsie, yeah. right? And then uh, Rose gets really excited about footsie, and then uh, I don't really know that she got what it was. Well, I think initially she just thought, I guess, that it was just, you know, Again. playing with each other's feet under the uh-huh. table, but that wasn't was looking no. at it as the romantic um, right, right. or flirty type yeah. thing. Well, she says it's been so long since she's played footsie. Yeah, that's true. And then she says that Charlie would never play footsie. So is she talking about like when she was six before he sold her that insurance policy? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess she was a little slut at the age six yeah. playing footsie with any boy in town. And Maybe Charlie dogs. came around. <laughs> Under the table. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy enters uh, wearing a very Dorothy outfit, <laughs> and uh, Blanche tells her to go back and change into something flashier. Early periods, Bornick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche heads into the kitchen to uh, stir dinner, like whatever's in a pot. 
don't think they ever really st- specified what they're eating, do they? Lasagna. Oh, lasagna. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because they're heading out to the lanai. And she's like, go warm up the lasagna. Yeah. He's like, well, let's get like a 500 degree oven. It takes a few minutes to <laughs> yeah. warm up a lasagna. Well, I'd have to assume it's already cooked. It just needs a little bit of reheating or yeah. something like that to get it back up to, to temperature. <laughs> but it's like rubberized lasagna <laughs> right. from earlier yeah, that like afternoon. All crusty and exactly. <laughs> burnt on the edges. Yeah. Delish. But, yeah. Blanche made a comment when she was referring to Dorothy's outfit that I just I wasn't sure how it was meant, but she said that outfit might be all right for a gay funeral in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if she meant gay as in a happy funeral in mm-hmm. New Orleans because I looked up like to see if that was a term. Sure, um, <laughs> but when I looked up gay funeral in New Orleans, of course, it was only giving me results of like uh-huh. LGBTQ, yeah. you know, related funerals there. So FYI, just, you have to lie on Pornhub tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I wasn't sure that if, if she meant uh, a, a a funeral in New Orleans for a gay person mm-hmm. or a happy funeral, like yeah. you know, because I know they kind of have a yeah. very different, um, mm-hmm. very jazzy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, because um, yeah, I was just discussing that with uh, we have a friend who is getting relocated. He's in the Air Force and getting relocated to Biloxi, okay. which is you know just outside mm-hmm. of New Orleans. Yeah. And he's like, well, at least if you die of COVID, you'll be able to have a parade, you know, <laughs> take you down the street <laughs> exactly uh, to the casket. mausoleum. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe that would be a gay New Orleans. Uh, yeah funeral but she runs into the oh go ahead no nah, nothing it's fine i was gonna say because they have mausoleums like they have in miami because you can't marry oh people. that's right yeah because of the sea level yeah. yeah i think i read something like the highest peak in uh new orleans is like 535 feet above sea level it's pretty <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty close already so yeah. even if you're at the highest point so. mm-hmm. but uh yeah so blanche goes into the uh, kitchen to stir the dinner uh, Rose follows behind her, asking that maybe, you know, could she be pushing Dorothy too much in this situation? Blanche explains that uh, she has to because uh, Dorothy may not have too many of these opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, she cites the fact that, you know, she doesn't have my good looks or Rose's dot, 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 uh, yeah. blank. And she kind of looks, up, uh, looks Rose up and down and then says, we'll help you next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. Uh, they discuss whether or not Dorothy may be in love with Frank even as she kind of lights up whenever she talks about him. Blanche adds that uh, with a little help from them, she may be able to fire Cupid's arrow into the tushy of love. <laughs> Rose finds this phrase strangely provocative. And uh, then the doorbell rings and Blanche goes uh, to get it, telling Rose to you know, go ahead and heat up the rolls and cool herself down. With a lot of butt stuff. Just yeah. Gets her. <laughs> yeah, apparently so, yeah. Apparently, um I don't know if Charlie was into the ass play or not, but <laughs> not footsie right now. Apparently not, but um, her feet are gross. But you know, buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a horse of a different color. Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> she answers the door to see a man in a priest uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stands there stunned for a moment before erroneously assuming they, uh, he's there in a fundraising capacity. Uh, he then clarifies that he is Frank, and he's there for dinner with Dorothy. Uh, Blanche then proceeds to uh, babble for a bit uh, about a variety of things before finally inviting him in. They simultaneously kind of go to the couch and realize that Dorothy was unaware that Frank was a priest. Right. As uh, he'd never, she'd never seen him in cleric's clothing. <laughs> uh, Blanche looks at him uh, and curiously states, "I didn't know you priests were able to or could take off your clothes." And uh, she, he tells her that uh, 
They do a lot of things that normal people do. But Blanche points out that it does not include one very important thing. Rose enters and introduces herself and kind of gushes about how much Dorothy has talked about Frank uh, before suddenly coming to the grips that he's a priest. Yeah. It was just a great little performance by her. Yeah, <laughs> as as, like, I thought so too. He just keeps talking and everything. Yeah. She's like, he's a priest, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great because yeah, she just kind of goes on and on and then it's like all of a sudden it hits her. Yeah, um, yeah that was a really good Rose moment there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she mentions, uh, I think she says something like that she's uh, so sorry that Helltown is canceled. Yeah. Which I, you know, that was another reference. Yeah, I did look that one up. Apparently Helltown was a show that ran from uh, September of 85 to Christmas of 85. So it was. Not long. Yeah, I don't know if it was even a full season or if it just got canceled, you know, like a mid-season cancellation. I think it was canceled to make way for Golden Girls. Oh, was it really? No, I don't know. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? (laughs) That would be really great. That would be such a great reference if it was. (laughs) Because it would be so perfect. But yeah, um, yeah, that's, again, that's another deep cut where it's like, here's a show that was on for half a season. (laughs) Granted, at least it was on only a few years prior. Yeah. But. um, You have to think there must have been a writer on the show that was part of Helltown <laughs> to even pull that one out. Um, exactly. But. Yeah, like, I don't know when Father Dowling Mysteries came on. Right, yeah. <laughs> seems like Touched good. by an angel or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, a variety of other options. All right, yeah. It seems like there would have been something out there that would have been a little more popular yeah. than a half-season show. What was the show. one with... Um, Michael Landon? Yeah. Um, Highway to Heaven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so then Dorothy enters in her new and flashy outfit and right. sees Frank's garb mm-hmm. stating, please tell me that's a Nehru jacket. Yeah. That's when I had to look up. I was like, I don't recognize that word. Yeah. And so it's it's actually, have you guys familiar with what it is? Yeah. I didn't know it either. That was something I also yeah, looked up to. To our listeners, <laughs> it's uh, an Asian style jacket. It's kind of based on the Indian you know, mm-hmm. motif. Where it just kind of uh, buttons up at the top collar and it's nice and kind of clean lines. Yeah, yeah, it was very popularized by the Beatles. Yeah, um, yeah. at least in the '60s and '70s, I think it said. So, I think Harry Nielsen wore one as well. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. I did think there was a line in there before they realized, you know, that Dorothy had not been around, um, not been around him in his uh, priest uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche had the line like. What, did she think you were just a boring dresser? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really great Blanche line. And it was really understated, like the way she mm-hmm. delivered it and everything. It was just perfect. Very good. Yeah, so, I thought yeah. so too. But uh, Blanche and uh, Rose quickly exit so that uh, Dorothy and Frank can speak in private. Uh, they then uh, feel both of them a bit embarrassed over the misunderstanding, but agree that they are still happy to be friends. Right. Uh, Rose and Blanston come back in with the appetizer, and they all kind of filter out to the lanai. Rose asks, you know, Blanche as they're going out there again about where she's supposed to sit, and Blanche tells her at this point it doesn't matter. Right, yeah, anywhere you damn well please, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> so. uh, we then sh- change scenes, and uh, we're after dinner at this point. The girls are in the living room again talking to Frank. Uh, he explains, you know, kind of his background, his work history, and how it led him to the priesthood. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche uh, go to the kitchen to get some more coffee. Blanche admits that uh, the evening wasn't exactly what they'd planned, but was very nice. Yeah, he. Um, I, I think there was at that point that uh, Rose had said something to the effect of, um, black is your color. Did that have any influence on your decision <laughs> yes. to become a priest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was definitely a good Rose, another good Rose line. 
Yeah, and he seemed like he had quite the journey as far as getting from, mm-hmm. you know, because I think he said he spent a year in medical school, mm-hmm. and then he was like an assistant basketball coach, mm-hmm. and then a teacher after that, yeah. and then uh, then I think it was after that that he decided to mm-hmm. join the priesthood, yeah. um, which I don't know. Like, I, I wonder, had he already gotten his education to become a teacher? Because he never discusses that time in between, yeah. um, you know, doing a, a year of medical school and then becoming a you know, yeah. maybe maybe basketball is all he needed to yeah. <laughs> learn more about to become a teacher. Yeah. I think medical school, I mean, he would have had his undergraduate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess he could have just yeah. used whatever his major was there and probably mm-hmm. relatively easily gone. Get know. a certificate, yeah. teaching certificate. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe even a master's. Yeah, it could be. Or a doctorate. Well, I don't think, I, I mean, I guess it's possible <laughs> he could have had a doctorate and then mm-hmm. been going for, He's you like, know. screw this medicine stuff. Uh-huh. I want right. to teach. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they're in the kitchen, and uh, she say you know it went very nice. And then she suggests though that Frank, despite being a priest, may still like Dorothy as more than just a friend. But uh, Dorothy won't hear it, and uh, but Blanche keeps insisting that she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, citing a similar situation that she was in once with a quote man of the cloth, mm-hmm. uh, in which they had a brief encounter. But then we find out that he was actually a fabric salesman. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like such a, just the density of that moment almost makes it seem like yeah. it's a rose thing. Right. Yeah. And not a Blanche. Like, I don't know. It just sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I, I thought it was a strong Blanche episode, but that was probably her weak moment of the yeah. episode. Um, or that, mm-hmm. you know, character. But. I thought it was a strong John McMartin episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> You've already discussed your uh, affin- affinity for, um, yeah. for that guest star. So. Mm-hmm. I guess we already know which way uh, Brent's vote for MVP is leaning, yeah. but but you got to wait a little little longer to find out. So we are going to vote, though, right? <laughs> yes, we will still it's vote. Voting and night. Everybody has their equal right to vote at this table because <laughs> we're all white men. <laughs> so, have you guys voted yet? Yeah, we yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Did you? Yeah, I voted yesterday. Okay, good deal. What about you? Did you say you had ski? We voted in the mail actually. Oh, okay. We did uh, a few weeks ago. Now, why did you get? I thought that Indiana was stricter on their mail voting, mail and voting policies. Well, in other so places. I think one of the big things that's uh, been politicized is that uh, in almost all places you can request a ballot. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the big things that the, at least the right side, the right wing was uh, kind of poking the holes in, was the states that were sending unsolicited ballots. Mm-hmm. So like they're sending out to uh, people at their homes regardless. Uh, but I think a lot of states um, do have open voting as far as you can re- you can request a ballot and then uh, vote by mail that way. I don't know. I thought Indiana had a more strict policy when it came to uh, absentee ballots, like that you had to be have health issues or be of a certain age, like over 65. Yeah, or just outside of your district between 6 and 6 on the day of the election. Oh, okay. Or be working during those hours. So, but yeah, it's one of those things that you're supposed to fall under. Have one a of reason. Eight. Yeah. So yeah. you can't just. I will be working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, so we had, and this happened in the primary as well. Um, you know, I requested um, absentee ballots for myself and my wife. And then her showed up and mine did not. And so for the primary, you know, we didn't get hers put in the mail soon enough in order to hit the deadline. And so then I went to vote in person, and it was like a four-hour line. Oh, jeez. And I was like, well, it's an Indiana primary. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and everything had been settled on the on the Democrat side. Um, 
so anyways for the general election same thing you know i requested both our ballots like back to back and her showed up and mine did not mm. so um so anyways we went and voted but because we were on record as having requested a mail-in ballot we had to then go through this whole process of certifying that we did not receive it and so like we went through the whole line um we give up there we give them our ids they're like you requested a ballot i was like i know it didn't show up she's like all right we'll go wait in that line and so we wait in that line and fill out the form and then the lady's like okay go back up to the counter there and they'll give you their ballot and so we go back up to the counter and she asked for her id and we give it to her she's like you requested a mail-in ballot go wait in that line i was like no this is a vicious circle we're not doing that again. and then she looked up she's like oh i saw you before okay here you go but it was well, at least it ends there right okay. yeah yeah we got kind of lucky we went on tuesday to vote and um like i had driven by the place where the voting actually maybe it was wednesday um but I had driven by where they were doing the early voting ad, and there was a line like from the building that went wrapped around, went all the way to the street. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like that'd be a fairly long wait." Well, then when we went, I don't know, we just hit it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Or it, I told Sherry, I thought we were in kind of a sweet spot because mm-hmm. they're the people who are really jacked to get out there and vote, and mm-hmm. so they're like, first day it opens up at whatever poll place is near them, yeah. they're gonna be out there, and then they're the people who are waiting all the way till mm-hmm. you know it gets closed, but still you know want to do the early voting. So mm-hmm. I imagine it gets pretty busy the last mm-hmm. few days and yeah. then the election itself of course the election day um but i think we hit the sweet spot because like we went in we had like a maybe five minute wait oh, nice. yeah. Really awesome yeah. yeah yeah so it went really well and smoothly for us <gasps> we were like two hours 15 minutes oh, really? that's total. not terrible yeah but, um, but i mean um an hour and a half of that was just waiting for the polls to open oh okay so and then once they opened um it was just 45 minutes to make it from our spot in line through okay so, that's not too bad then yeah. um but. How about you guys? How long did it take you to vote? Oh, you did oh, by mail. Yeah, we did a mail. Sorry. Yeah. Now, I would say the longest I've ever waited, though, was maybe four years ago or something. That's, that's a long time. Four years. So. Well, no, like, no, so. who, who was on the ballot then? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember if it was uh, the presidential election or like the. Inter- oh, you mean when you voted midterm. for a current president? No, sir, I did not. Uh, I mean, when you basically did. You are such. You're so full of it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel a... very voter intimidated. <laughs> hey, listen. That's a, that's a felony, sir. Listen, here's the thing, Ski. If if you just want to throw your ballot away, <laughs> there's plenty of trash cans all over the city. So well, if no I reason mine, to go wait in line just to do be, it. It would just be mixed in with the other ones in the ditch, Al. <laughs> right. Yeah. How would they ever pick mine out of the trash? Yeah, yeah. I think we've I've discussed that with you, haven't I, Brent? Uh, yeah. Yes. We're, yeah. We're not in a position now for <laughs> <laughs> for the frivolity of a Green Party exactly. vote. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, sorry, Ski. Go ahead with your uh, recap. Yeah. Yeah. You're sorry. <laughs> I am sure sorry. I am sorry you voted that way last time, but <laughs> <laughs> never ends. Never ends. Um, so yeah, she's talking about, you know, she likes her more as a friend potentially, or he likes her more than a friend, uh, but Dorothy won't hear it. Uh, she insists that she, you know, knows what she's talking about. And then he talked about the, the fabric salesman. Dorothy bursts back into the living room, loudly dismissing uh, Blanche's theory. But, you know, she, you know, everybody mm-hmm. kind of says, kind of looks over their way and says what's going on. Mm-hmm. She quickly transfers, transfers her voice back down to a normal level. And then just then Sophia arrives home. And uh, describes her bingo game as uh, a travesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about how several other people won, and uh, that she believes it was fixed. Right. That she's telling the uh, the I forget the priest's name that worked there, 
Uh, but she's, she'll be telling him that uh, she's going to have Hugh Downs investigate. <laughs> well, in all fairness, the way she described it as far as people hitting after did, all, like did four sound... or six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she has, you know, at least some reason to be suspicious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then she notices Frank and says, I guess they sent you to over here to shut me up. <laughs> when the girls explain that you know, Father Leahy is uh, the date Dorothy was expecting, Sophia calls her daughter to the side, kind of telling her you know, not to date a priest, that it's uh, bad luck, and pro- her problems with bingo that night were no accident. Right. Realizing the time, uh, Frank real- uh, tells the girls that he must be going, but he had a lovely evening. Uh, he tells Dorothy right before he leaves that uh, he'd like to have dinner with her before next Saturday at the youth fair as she's on the verge of making a very big decision, uh, which would be leaving the church. Yeah, he definitely phrases that. I mean, obviously, we, we find out it. a little later, but um, but yeah, the way that's phrased is very misleading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so He then tells all the girls good night. But uh, then we uh, change scene again. Dorothy is up late now in the kitchen, all right. kind of uh, just thinking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Blanche enters and uh, Dorothy tells her about a bad dream she had had that evening. You know, she was on the dating game and uh, the man who chose her turned out to be the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just then Rose arrives back, you know, from the store, which they thought she was sleeping. Yeah, apparently the all-night store sells uh, a pretty wide variety of things. Right? <laughs> uh, she had bought ice cream and cheesecake. Yes. And like, it yeah, was chocolate, rum. Go ahead. Chocolate macadamia nut cheesecake, um, which I... I don't know. Did they actually eat it in the episode? She did tell them to go ahead and cut it open. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if we actually saw them with it on their plates. But it, you know, either way, I think you could count that as cheesecake number seven. I think so. So yeah. And rum raisin, if I recall. It was the ice cream. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had rum raisin ice it cream. Sounds number gross seven to me. out of forty episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so. that's, a, that's a pretty decent clip. Yeah. So I guess so. Like twenty percent or so. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, no, I've not had rum raisin. Yeah. Sounds terrible to me. I like raisins, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much it tastes like alcohol. Uh, yeah, but well, I don't like like I like raisin. I mean, I like them in cookies and oatmeal and sure, stuff like yeah. that. But just as I don't know, a binder, you know, not right. as a flavor. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's good in cereal, like a yeah. you know post raisin bran or whatever. Two scoops. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd like it in. Ice cream. I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't sound doesn't sound great. Mm-hmm. It's a popular flavor, but I don't I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on walnuts? I like them. Me too. <laughs> I like I am, them when I know I they're am in pro. there. I'm pro. You yeah. like them when you know they're in there? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like to be surprised with a walnut in a cookie or something like that or a banana nut muffin. Yeah, nothing worse than being surprised by nuts. <laughs> in your <laughs> mouth? We no, yeah, because. You're joshing, but it's one of those things that, like, if I bite into a, you know, cookie and I know there's a walnut in there, if I feel that, you know, whatever. Like, you're not afraid you broke a tooth or anything? Exactly, yeah. exactly. But if I don't know they're in there, then I'm like, oh, was that a toenail? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible first thing you just jumped in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brent gets his revenge in many odd ways, so he assumes <laughs> others do the same. <laughs> <laughs> toenail that's so gross <laughs> but uh so rose had bought you know the uh the snacks so they could stay up all night talking right uh based on probably how the the you know father Leahy left she's like oh that's a conversation starter mm-hmm. so uh dorothy uh kind of relents and tells him go ahead and get the snacks ready uh dorothy kind of tells him that uh, he's a really nice guy and uh 
first person she's met lately that uh, she really likes, and he's tied to the church. So uh, Blanche points out that uh, if you take out the romantic aspect, uh, or no, the, the church aspect, and just leave the romantic portion, it is quite nice that he's willing to give up his, give up his current life to be with her. Right. Uh, Rose compares it to her story with Charlie, and she tells them a story about uh, an old feud between her mother's family and Charlie's. Yeah, I don't blame you for not even attempting the uh, last name that she had mentioned no, in there. Not <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> My my last name's bad enough, I don't think. Right, yeah, but it, the, that one that she gives is even worse. And then especially when she gives the hyphenated version right. of it. So. <laughs> so, yeah. so real quick, what was the deal with um, Alex Rocco um, when Dorothy and He was again? married. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like, wasn't he willing to give up, like leave no, his wife he, for he, her? No, he wasn't willing to. He she wasn't. was willing to stay with him if he would leave his wife. Yeah. Um, but he was like, no, I can't gotcha. do that. But he wanted kids. to still stay in the relationship. So. Gotcha. I don't even think it was because of the kids. I just think that I, I think he took the stance of like, but what if you decide to leave me later on? Gotcha. So, you know, he wasn't willing to like hedge his bets or whatever. So, gotcha. But yeah, she's been with a, a few in this 40 episodes so far. So I don't think her dry <laughs> spell is as uh, desperate as she makes oh, it sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, back when I was a single man, even at my peak, I was just a pale shadow compared <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the third most attractive golden girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, you putting Rose and Blanche ahead of her? Yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't know if you were Team Sophia. No, I mean, listen, I love Sophia. As far as the funniness goes, mm-hmm. you know, Sophia brings the funny every episode. But, yeah. um, you know, I would have to give Dorothy the nod over Sophia and the other two, of course. See, I think well. I'd take Sophia over Dorothy. Would now, you really? let me yeah. ask you this. It's because yeah. you're intimidated by a tall woman? Sophia yeah. with the handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd give her a discount. Don't get me wrong. The musty uh, Sophia. Yeah. Well, no, I just think, yeah, I think Dorothy is just too tall. Like, mm. like if that was my thing, elderly women, <laughs> then it's like there's no difference between Sophia and the other three. I would have to disagree with that. <laughs> what? I, I mean, there's like a 20-year difference, life, right? Yeah, but in the way that they're portrayed on the show i think sophia is definitely portrayed as a much older woman than the other two or the other three i should say yeah but i mean if but if that's the thing you're into mm-hmm. wouldn't she be even better i don't because think... she's even more elderly listen if i'm 20 okay um and it's a woman who's in her you know late 50s okay then okay i think you could argue that there's not that big of a difference but i think at 40 41 you're what 40 you're about to turn 43 yeah yeah um i don't know i think that (laughs) the difference between someone who's 15 years older than you versus someone who is 35 years older than you (laughs) is a significant difference i don't think so so you're saying you're okay with it if she would have been three times your age but not if she would have been twice your age i'm saying that if um that there's enough of a difference between an 18 year old and a 50-some-year-old, that once you get to that age, then maybe it doesn't make that much of a difference. Mm. But I think when you're our age... There's a drop of poison in the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that now well, there's I, a difference Well, I think there's between... also a big difference in, uh, like, physical ability and decline. Oh, well, sure. Like, I mean, at 50 and such, I think people are still pretty capable. Yeah, yeah, when definitely. you get into the 80s, you start losing some of that mobility, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely maybe don't. He likes think... some immobile. Yeah, that's, maybe that's the thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why I go after the handicapable. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I um, yeah, I, I don't think you can put those those 
those three on the same level as you can Sophia. Even mm-hmm. you know, I think even honestly, I think even going from a an eighteen year old, it's a a big stretch. But definitely from a forty year old to fifty seven, fifty eight, whatever you would place them at, yeah. um, versus twenty years further on than that, I, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't think you can just lump them in as all elderly women, equally elderly. Yeah. So that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. My opinion is I'm going to be 44 in like three weeks. Oh, so 40. So you're 43 already and about Correct. to 44. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're not that far off from, uh, you know, I'm not. from Rose and Blanche and uh, Dorothy. She still had ways to go to Sophia. Yeah. I got fewer years ahead of me than behind me. Eh, I don't know if that's true. With all the advances in medical science. Do you think I'm going to make it to 88? I think you could. Um, it's forty. None of us are going to make it another forty-four years. <laughs> well, listen, we, we may not make it another four. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, factors that go into whether whether the world will make it another yeah, forty-four science years. Science can only do so us. much, folks. Yeah, but <laughs> what's the science in which you speak? <laughs> we voted exactly. That out exactly. <laughs> right. Therein yeah. lies the problem. Yeah. So anyway, so where were we at, Ski? Oh, uh, we were talking about uh, Rose oh, the, the and Charlie roses. Yeah, again. and uh, the, the, the feud between her family and his. Girl and so, uh, say what? <laughs> like the girl Fleckle no cursor. <laughs> yeah. And so her mother's family uh, had a feud with Charlie's family, and uh, he was forbidden to marry Rose with the threat that he would lose his inheritance in the tile grout fortune. Didn't she say he for, they forbade it? Yeah. <laughs> Forbade. forbade yeah. <laughs> Uh, he told Rose, though, that, you know, he loved her more than the grout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very now, sweet. I thought it was funny, though, that, uh, again, flies in the face of some things Rose has said in the past, that she said, like, most of her mother's side of the family was in entertainment, which is mm-hmm. why they had shortened their name uh-huh. from the longer version. But then, you know, in an early episode, she said she didn't know about being around those entertainment types. Seems like she should have been really comfortable with that since she grew up around it. Yeah. Well, and plus, we've already met one iteration of her mother. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, and she did not strike me as a woman who would, you know, <laughs> tread the boards on the Great White Way. <laughs> hey, you don't know how she was prior to, uh, you know, her becoming Being helpless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Sophia enters the kitchen and immediately starts to give Dorothy a hard time about possibly dating a priest. Um, Sophia finally tells Dorothy that, you know, only she can decide what the right path is for herself and that she'll stand by her regardless, with the caveat that if she makes the wrong decision, she will burn in hell forever. Right. <clears throat> Do you uh, think that would be the case? Do you th- I, I have no idea what the doctrine would be on that, but that. <laughs> Do you think that if you tempted a man of the cloth out of his cloth, that uh, now that, is that, that a fabric be... salesman or pre- <laughs> well, 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 we're going to talk about the religious variety. Um, <laughs> that that would be grounds for eternal damnation. I mean, if so, then hell's full of a lot of little boys. <laughs> well, oh. I, I was going to bring it up at some point. <laughs> I was well, going to bring it up. Is that, that passive seduction or yeah. or active? Well, Are you trying to like actively sway them from it, or well, just yeah. with your you know wiles, right? <laughs> your boyish charms, um, right? But. Uh, I mean, it was kind of the elephant in the episode, if you will, that I was saying this is one that absolutely could not be done today. I mean, just because the way that he talks about, like, that he goes to their houses, he yeah. doesn't want him to call him father or whatever. He wants him to be more comfortable, so he just has him call him by his first name. 
Which, uh, yeah, we didn't yeah. even talk about that earlier, did we? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like red flags going on with Father Frank. That, um, and he's leaving the church to be a teaching priest. Right, yeah, because they can be around children exclusively. Yeah. Um, but uh, He's not interested in Dorothy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm a Catholic. I thankfully <laughs> never had any you know, bad experiences myself and neither have any of my friends that I know of at least. Um, I, I have not either. But, uh, but yeah, th- that and episode a- with everything that's happened post 87, <laughs> um, <laughs> would definitely not be able to be made today. At least if it did today, it'd be a very special episode. Uh, <laughs> your run of the mill episode. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> Well, with the uh, the hell comment, Sophia gives Dorothy a little smooch on the forehead and then tells her to sleep tight. Right. I don't know. Oh. Amused at what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it was amusing. I'll grant that. It was. Sure, so. I knew I wanted, like you, you know, the elephant in the room. I knew we were going to go there eventually, and I was just waiting for the perfect pitch across the plate. Right. <laughs> so thank good. you for good sending it my way. Yeah. <laughs> So then we move to our final scene. Uh, we're at a church. We see Sophia uh, enter and uh, come into a confessional chamber. Mm-hmm. She starts kind of pouring into the unseen priest because there's a barrier. Yeah, right. Assuming that she's talking to Frank, which she isn't. <laughs> uh, we then switch views to Frank, who is actually walking around the corner with another priest, mm-hmm. discussing his actual plan to transfer to another church as a, as we talked about, teaching priest instead of a parish priest. Right. Uh, we then switch back to Sophia, still tearing into the priest, uh, who she thinks was, or mistakenly thinks was Frank, talking about reasons why he would leave the priesthood. Uh, she says, if it's lust, it'll pass. You know, she's gotten used to being without it. <laughs> right. Uh, we then go back again to Frank, and uh, Dorothy arrives, uh, wanting to talk to him about uh, the news that he'd mentioned previously. Uh, I think D- Frank even kind of calls her out, like she said that she was just in town. And he said, you drove 18 minutes out you know, to the other side of the town, right? Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So not close. He could tell that she was there because she really wanted to talk. Um, Dorothy, of course, still believes that Frank is considering leaving the church entirely and tells him that he can't go through with it. Uh, when Frank realizes that there's been another misunderstanding, he explains you know, that he isn't planning to leave the priesthood, but plans to become a teaching priest. Yeah. Given his ability to communicate, it's a good thing he's no longer a parish priest. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely leaves a lot of uh, open-ended, um, <laughs> you know, makes a lot of open-ended statements that mm-hmm. uh, can confuse your parishioners. So. Yeah. So what is the whole thing about eating fish on Friday? Um, I mean, I think it, it goes back, you know, a long ways as far as it's just a sacrifice you're making. Mm-hmm. to. Like Sophia says that that's what she does eat fish on Friday. Yeah, well, so you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to not eat red meat on Friday, basically. Gotcha. So, well, gotcha. I think that's that's antiquated now, but well, I do know where it originated from. Where did it originate from? So back in in you know biblical times, you know mm-hmm. fish was easy because everybody lived by the water, uh-huh. right? Gotcha. Because that was just where cities popped up is, yeah. is by bodies of water, yeah. and so fishing was you know a primary staple for everyone's diet, uh-huh. well, not everyone, but but lots yeah. of people. Yeah. And back then. Uh, items like chicken and beef mm-hmm. were exclusively like for rich folks. Uh-huh. Uh, now it's a bit the opposite. But back mm-hmm. then, if you were eating only fish, mm-hmm. it was kind of viewed as, uh, like like Alan said, as a sacrifice, like you were mm-hmm. giving something up. Mm-hmm. So you're only eating fish. You're not eating anything mm-hmm. fancy. Gotcha. 
Yeah, well, and it used it to be. Sounds like the low hanging fruit of sacrifices. Then. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely on the low end. Um, and it used to be that it was like every Friday you were mm-hmm. supposed to give up fish, and then eventually it got or changed. Or give just, up red meat. Or give up red meat. Yeah, sorry, to only eat yeah. fish on Fridays, and then it got changed to where it was just during the during Lent mm-hmm. that you. And that's still the way it is. But then now there's a lot of. Um, I don't know, exceptions to the rule. If you're someone who needs to eat meat, it's fine, you know. And if, gotcha. uh, and I think during the pandemic, they basically suspended that, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So for Lent, you know, could you eat like an Impossible Whopper? Sure, yeah. I mean, I guess technically, although you're kind of missing the spirit of it, I guess, if you do that. <laughs> so I don't think it's really like promoting pseudo what pescatarianism <laughs> or whatever uh, but um, <laughs> so, but i know when i was younger like a lot of times you'd eat like cheese pizza or gotcha. you know grilled cheese sandwiches yeah. or something like that yeah. it's still a pretty mild sacrifice as far as sacrifices yeah. go and it's not something that i probably observed in many a year but um i want to form a post-punk band called the pseudo pescatarians <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it'd be quite successful yeah. so. as successful as this podcast i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> well listen I, i've always said that you could be the lead man on a ninth rate rock band <laughs> <So>. <laughs> have you always said that <laughs> always i mean it's what i plan to put on his tombstone oh. and <laughs> less than 44 years <laughs> i'm telling you I was gonna put nobody's gonna be alive it. to dance on my grave <laughs> You always put pepperoni on your cheese pizza? No, on your tombstone. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, something along the same lines. Oh, speaking of better podcasts than ours, um, <laughs> Long May They Run, a podcast about fish. Uh-huh. I listened to uh, all eight and a half, nine hours of that a few weeks back, and it was amazingly good. So I heartily recommend it to any listener out there who you know has time for a second podcast. Oh, okay. But if you don't, definitely stick with this one. Don't. Uh... Did you say you highly or heartily recommend? I'll, I'll, I'll recommend it both ways. Highly, heartily. Hardly. Oh, heartily. Oh. Said, <laughs> hardly. Yeah, they said hardly recommend. Yeah. I was like, that's not a very strong endorsement. <laughs> it's a good show. Was that the one that you had sent me a, a text yeah. message about? Oh. Mm-hmm. I had assumed when you sent that that maybe it was going to be, because I know there's some podcasts that are like, I don't know, like a mystery type thing yeah. or whatever. Well, um, it's, it's definitely that format. Oh, okay. You know, um, it but it's about the band fish. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't spend a whole lot of time talking. Well, it doesn't spend any time talking about, you know, really their music or anything. It's more about not even really them as individuals, just different things that they've done that the world at large has later adopted. Oh, okay. And how they've been sort of ahead of the curve. Hmm. Um, kind of cool. Because it talks about, because they're from Burlington, Vermont. Um, and so they formed in like 82 or whatever. And so when they're there, you know, 18, 19 years old, going to college, forming, um, Ben and Jerry's opens up their first ice cream stand right, across the, the street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Related to the fish food and everything like that. Um, so you've got them and you've got Ben and Jerry's right there in town starting up. And then all of them fall in the uh, district and their city councilman is Bernie Sanders. Um, and then just just sort of their whole ethos eventually just sort of spread out. That's interesting. So, yeah, it's a really really solid listen. It's really good. I heartily recommend it. So after you've gotten through your second listen of <laughs> Sophia's Choice, um, then you should definitely check out uh, 
How many listeners? Are we still getting like 50 a week or so? Yeah, yeah we're right in that, that ballpark. Yeah, last nice. week was our highest number of listens uh, nice. in, a, in one week. How many? Uh, 134. Wow. Yeah. That is high. Yeah, yeah. So Now, it was a little bit, as far as being a little bit disappointed with a really solid week, because mm-hmm. we had our best single day. We had 64 listens in one day, which was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 10 higher than our next highest day ever, uh-huh. or 12 higher, I think. Gotcha. And then it... The rest of the week was fine. It was, you know, like steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was like, wow, we might shatter our best week ever with this. And then it ended up being like three Beat above our best week ever. <laughs> so it was gotcha. still the best week ever, you know, the best week. So yeah, absolutely. If we kept up that, you know, rate, that'd be amazing. But I don't expect that. Uh, hey, quite COVID's that high. doing it too, though, huh? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they're keeping their numbers Maybe up. that's what it is that as people get infected, they're having to stay home and they need something to listen to. So, hey, here we are. You need help. Here I am. <laughs> so. We will not cure you of anything but boredom. Right, exactly. But yeah. And even that maybe yeah. mildly. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's kind of like saying Tylenol cures you from. Um. How many did you say? 134? Yeah, 134. Okay. I think all that is is just proof that we've passed the peak of the golden age of television. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think next time somebody says that we're living in a golden age of TV, I'd be like, no, I got 134 people that prove you're wrong. <laughs> that finish Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe that's why I like our weekend numbers were kind of weak because they were like, oh, finally the Mandalorian's out, so we don't yeah, need exactly. you know that extra hour of entertainment. You guys were talking about that. I've still not seen it. I haven't watched the new episodes yet because Sherry amazing, is... Though. Everybody's been saying. Yeah. Well, Sherry finally decided to watch it, and now we're like halfway through watching the first season. Mm-hmm. Um and we're watching it with, and Liam wanted to watch it too, so we're having to do it around the kids' schedule, mm-hmm. whereas normally we do a lot of our TV watching at night. Yeah. Um, so it's like Is now, like we need to hurry up and get. Show oh yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all as mm-hmm. far as that goes. I mean, it's on Disney Plus, so yeah, yeah it's. Uh, well, I, I didn't know if they had like PG or PG thirteen rated material. Yeah. And it's it's a Star Wars. I mean, it's as bad as a Marvel movie. You know, it's nothing bad. It's got yeah. some violence, but it's not like yeah. They show someone's brains getting blown. Well, yeah, even the violence, it's not like gore at all. No blood with a lightsaber. Nope. (laughs) Clean cut. So anyway, I know we're we're rounding the, you know, about to finish this one out. Rounding the corner? Yeah, rounding the corner on this podcast, (laughs) which means it'll never end (laughs) by the current parlance. How many episodes are there? All together? Yeah. 180. Um, We're at episode 40. uh, Let's see. So 18... So this is episode eighteen um, of the se- of this. Was there twenty two last season or there was twenty six last season? Oh wow! So okay. this would be like forty four plus okay. our recap. So this would be our forty fifth actual episode. Gotcha. So, but um, but forty four as far as the number of of actual episodes we've covered. If that sort makes sense. Sort of or fourth way fourth of the way done. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Or right at anyway. Yeah. Um, so spitting distance. Yeah. But cool. And coincidentally, we're about a fourth of the way through recording this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buckle in. Uh, it'll be an exciting last four Enjoy. and a half hours. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm going to list my favorite Nielsen songs for you guys. <laughs> and then he's going to do his own rendition. Each, Acapella. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddly Toy, My Old Desk, 1941. <laughs> They've been coming fast and furious. <laughs> Nielsen sings Newman. <laughs> so anyway, the, we were finishing up I that. Owe, I owe Newman an apology for not mentioning. <laughs> so, so now you're really going to... 
lean into the Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I am. Fair enough. Unfortunately, next time I have to do a recap, it's going to be well after Nielsen stopped having uh. <laughs> hits. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, well. Um, like definitely in 87, he was already on the, <laughs> the back end of his career. <laughs> so, well, maybe you can still find a date that even predates it, and you'd, you know, that would work out okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do do the year. Yeah, Because, yeah, you've that gone all the way back to year two, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know. Yeah, when you were discussing Caligula in a prior episode. <laughs> Deep and wide. Right. <laughs> A good, it's a good breadth of uh, material to cover. Right. <laughs> so uh, we talked about how uh, you know, Dorothy came to see Frank. Right. You know, he kind of explained that he's not leaving the church, mm-hmm. just leaving that particular church, going to you know be a teaching priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy is very embarrassed, uh, thinking that she's kind of created this entire relationship within her own head. Yeah. Uh, Frank tells her, that, no, 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 they do have a special connection. And that she had inspired him to take on this new role. Then we go back to Sophia again in the uh, confessional. And uh, she uh, again tells the priest that uh, Dorothy has been divorced. Right, that's like supposed to be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's a big no-no in the church, you know. And then back into Frank and Dorothy. And uh, they set plans for their dinner date, kind of say their goodbyes. And then they give each other a big hug. And then uh, Sophia comes out and she sees him hugging and says... It's like I, you didn't even hear a word I said. Yeah. She kind of throws her hands up in the air and walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good closing line for the episode. Yeah. Um, so, Ski, who would, uh, who would be your MVP for this one? I actually uh, I think I'm probably going to go with uh, Mr. Yeah. Brent. I'm gonna, I picked Frank. I thought he gave a real strong uh, guest performance. And I thought he was, uh, even though he was a bad communicator, he kind of graciously you know, handled the uncomfortable situation he found himself yeah. in. And so, and so you're sticking with Frank for your uh, MVP also? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. See, I don't know. I, I thought he was good. I guess I didn't love him to the same level that you and Ski did. Just because yeah. I... I like some of the campiness of his lines. Yeah. I thought that was part exactly. of my favorite, too. I mean, that is a star. <laughs> what was your Guess favorite star. line? Did you uh, say that already? I think my favorite line of the episode was... Uh, um, Rose being fat. Yeah. Well, I really like that one. That would have been up there. But I actually think um, my favorite line was a Blanche line. Yeah, it was that part where she said uh, maybe she just thought he was a doll dresser. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a few. Blanche actually was the one who was my favorite in this episode. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's odd because obviously it wasn't really a Blanche-centric mm-hmm. episode. It was a Dorothy one. Um, she definitely propelled it forward, though. She was the the catalyst, if you will, to try and get mm-hmm. this relationship up and running. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, don't know, I just felt like she had a lot of good, you know, hit on a lot of her lines in this one. Um, you know, and I also like the part of telling Rose to – not worry about where she sits now because it doesn't <laughs> matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So Blanche gets my MVP for this one. So going yeah. against the grain, I guess a little. Do you have a favorite line? Um, pretty much just everything that uh, you know Frank said. <laughs> you know the bit about the newspapers, the bit yes, about was, letting us eat dinner. You know, those you were know. my favorites too. Yeah. I thought those were good back yeah. to back. Yeah, well, hanging a little higher. <laughs> so, so Ski, uh, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you? I gave it a big five. Five? It's not bad for you. Um, I thought it was decently funny, but uh, the the plot was mediocre. But I thought the lines were good. Yeah. yeah. And how about uh, you, Brent? I'd say five as well. Um, you know, same thing. You know, I thought it was humorous and everything, and it was one of those things that it was a slightly different well for them to go to. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, I guess I thought a little more. I was really weighing a six, 
But then I was kind of looking at other episodes that given a six to, and I didn't feel like it was quite there. So I went five and a half on this one. Gotcha. So it's still a solid episode. It's not going to compete for the best of the season, um, but it's you know certainly uh, certainly a, a good addition to season two. Yeah. Sure. If we do our sweet sixteen of guest stars, you know I could see uh, you know Frank making the final four. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, final said- four, you say? I don't know. That's a little early for me to say that I'd be would think he'd make the final four, but I think he'd at least make the sweet sixteen. Yeah, I think it'd be Frank, Alex Rocco. Um, Angela and Paul Dooley. So you're just assuming that no one in the next uh, six and a half or five and a half seasons is going to be good enough to break the top four? <laughs> I guess just so far. I oh, do know, okay. like, we're coming up soon on an episode that has two guest stars that oh, I'm very excited for. looking forward to. And I guess they would probably both make it. Okay, fair enough. So, um, <clears throat> you know, here when you, you hear us, uh, like I said, a week from now, we will have more knowledge as far as who the uh, new, potentially who the new president is, but we don't know that either. So before and after that, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. Is that coffee going to power you through? Because I can also tell you look a little sleepy in the eye right now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I did take a nap tonight. You oh, said, okay. yeah, you said you were up since five? Yeah, yeah. So it's just my Monday with Zach and everything in the morning. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, so. so are you like back? Are you in the in the I don't know your indie office yet. No, um, I'll be remote forever. Oh, okay. So oh, that's um, cool. The project that I'm working on is out in Kansas. So, so are you going to have to then go there on a regular basis? Then I don't think so. Oh, okay. um, a, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I'll have to go again at some point, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll be anytime soon. And it won't be like a regular thing either way. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I that's think good. I had that exact same shirt in blue. Oh yeah. Until I ruined it. I got stained up. Yeah, he got it. Uh, I think Ski got it when he was like a senior in high school and <laughs> kept it until he was 40 years old. Yeah. So it took a long time. So, you know, it takes a <laughs> licking, but it keeps on ticking. I've got, so. like, I think, two or three of these in various sizes. So depending upon where I am in relation to the holiday. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've so, also got it in black. Oh, so you've got blue. brown, like, to, for the uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> got my turkey room. <laughs> right. So. <clears throat> was that recorded? Yeah, it was recorded. Hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's only been about an extra minute or so recorded, so. Yeah. Let yeah. the foreigners know them just another fat American when Turkey Day rolls around. I wonder if you can hear the fat in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear that, but I can't hear your blood glucose monitor going no. off. <laughs> Thankfully, as far as I know, I'm not diabetic, but it's, I've never been tested. So. <laughs> hey, to make it, I'm pre-diabetic. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why I don't get tested. The more you test, the more positive that's you right. get. Right, exactly. I think <laughs> we've already been told. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so. This one proven over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>